we're excited about being here today. Amen. It is a great honor. Yeah, you may be seated. It is a great honor to be in this service this morning. I prayed about a lot about this Sunday morning. Yesterday I was in the mall. I try to walk every day. And Michael, anybody know Michael? Tim's church here. Michael ran up to me and he said, Bishop, you're going to be preaching Sunday morning. I said, I sure am. You're going to be there, aren't you? Big old grin on his face. And he said, no, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> well, I thought, he's heard me preach somewhere else before. But anyway, as soon as he said, no, I'm not going to be there, he said, let's pray. So I took a hold of his hand. Right there in the middle of the mall, we begin to pray. Yes, sir. And I begin to ask God, God, let your beautiful presence be in our service Sunday morning. He's already answered one prayer. Because the beautiful presence of the Lord has been in this place. What an honor it is to be able to come into the presence of Almighty God. And then the more I prayed, it seemed like the more I felt God. And Mike, you know, he kind of squeezed my hand a little harder, Brother Val. <laughs> and so I just kept praying. And I said, God, there's going to be people there in the morning that are down and out. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but maybe you are here this morning and you're a little down and a little out. Jesus Christ has come to lift you up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Maybe you're here this morning and you're sick, pain in your body. I ask God, God, touch them and make them whole. Do we still believe that just one touch of the master's hand, and we can be made whole. I'm telling you something this morning, folks. Our God has not changed. Not a bit. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, sir. Now, we may have changed, and I'm quite sure we have. But the God that heals and saves and delivers. Yes, sir. The God that provides and performs. He hasn't changed. He still does his mighty, mighty works. And I thought, and I prayed, God, there would more than likely be people there that are weighed down in sin. But God, all you got to do is just speak it. Yes, sir. And that load of sin yes, sir. can be lifted. Yes, sir. Isn't it amazing what God is capable of doing? Come on, come on. Just the words, thy sins be forgiven thee. No pleading, no begging, just simply saying, forgive me, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And he has the power and the ability to forgive. Yes, yes. Is there anybody here this morning thankful that God still forgives? Come on. Yes, sir. You know, we talk about a lot of things that we consider to be miraculous. And I certainly believe that anyone that's in stage four cancer and God completely heals them, that's miraculous. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
I still believe that somebody is in a terrible car crash and they say there's no hope, but there is hope. God brings them through. I could go on and on about the beautiful miracles, healings, great things that God does. But I'm still convinced this morning the greatest thing God does for all of us is to forgive us of our sins. You see, cancer, heart trouble, diabetes, being in a car crash, that can't keep me out of heaven. But sin in my life can. But thank God, all he has to say, thy sins be forgiven thee. Have you experienced that this morning? If you haven't, let me tell you, that beautiful opportunity is yours. Again, let me say, it is such an honor to be here at Christ Church of the Heartland. One of the finest men that I've ever met. I don't know if my family ever gets tired of hearing about you. I don't know if my friends, elders in our organization, superintendent, I don't know if any of them get tired of hearing about Zach Strong. If they do, I don't care. In my life, I have considered that I had five what I call real friends. Now, we have acquaintances and we have friends, but I had five what I called real friends. Last year in the month of August, I lost two of the five real friends that I have to COVID. I have put Zach Strong, Pastor Zach, on my list as one of my real friends. And Pastor Val, you're a great friend also. Amen. I'm glad to have my wife with us this morning. She is a time clock. Any preachers know what that means? Oh, yeah? She came to help you folks out. You don't have to be glad I'm here, but you better be glad she's there. Amen. I get a little long. She goes like this. I was preaching one Sunday morning. I was feeling pretty good. And all of a sudden, I looked back, and I saw my wife doing this. I preached a little longer, and I saw her do it again. I stopped, and I said, babe, is there something wrong with your throat? (laughs) Now, there's two amazing things about that. I'm still alive, and we're still married. (laughs) But I'm not going to press my luck. Amen. If you would, I'd like for you to stand with me in honor of the reading of the Word of God. It won't take long. Just one verse of scripture, but a verse that I felt God placed on my heart, and I want to read it this morning, and I want to share with you what I feel God laid on my heart for this service. The scripture that I'm going to read is Luke chapter 12 and verse 35, 32, I'm sorry. Fear not, little flock. Anybody got fear this morning? If you do, you're not listening to the Father. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure. 
In other words, he's happy. He delights in doing things for his children. You claim to be a child of God this morning? And let me tell you, good things have already happened if you're his child, but good things are in store. And I'm not talking about next week or next month or next year. I'm talking about right now. In this place this morning, there is the potential for a miracle. In this place this morning, there is the potential of a healing. In this place this morning, there is the potential of somebody being touched by the Spirit of the living God. Come before this altar, lift their hands, and acknowledge Him as the Almighty One, and God can gloriously and wonderfully Fill him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hey, we've got an awesome, awesome future in God, and we might as well let it start this very moment. Fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Just for a few moments of time this morning, I just want to preach on this simple thought. Jesus has something for you. Why don't you turn to your neighbor this morning? Tell them, Jesus has something for you. Pastor Jack, Pastor Zach. I was friends with Jack and Barbara Cathcart since I was about five years old. Unfortunately, Well, it was an honor, but unfortunately I've gone. I preached their funeral, a double funeral. First time I'd ever preached a double funeral, but it was an honor. They were great people. But I want my great friend to ask God to anoint me as I deliver the message this morning. God bless you. You may be seated. Today, being Father's Day, it is customary for the children and even the grandchildren to give Dad or Paul a gift. If not a gift, they'll grill out for them or they'll take them out for dinner. And almost always, almost always, there's a card telling Dad, or telling Paul how much they love him. There may be some men here. To, have you already received a Father's Day card this morning? Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I have a son and a daughter-in-law. I have a daughter and a son-in-law. And I have four of the most wonderful grandchildren to have ever been born on the face of this earth. I wish you all had that. I do. Oh, you do. All right. And I am convinced that before this day is over, I will receive a card from all of them. All of them. And not only will I receive a card, but inside the card, each will write something so beautiful and so touching. 
In fact, it doesn't matter if it's Father's Day, birthday, Christmas, whatever. My daughter always writes a book. And I'm really very thankful for that. They just sort of make the whole day about me. I'd like to ask the question this morning. How many in this place think this would be a good day to tell the Heavenly Father, Jesus, we're going to make this whole day all about you. This whole day, Jesus, it's all about you. Jesus, we're going to acknowledge you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're going to give unto you the glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving. Oh, come on. Can somebody praise him this morning? Can somebody give him some praise, some worship, some thanksgiving for his beautiful hand that is upon our lives? Can we thank him this morning just because he's worthy? It's not what he's done for me, how he's blessed me, how he's kept his hand on me, on my family. I love all of that. I appreciate all that. But he's worthy just because he's God to be praised in this place this morning. So if you ever think you don't have anything to praise him for, just remember he's God. And being God, he is worthy. I wish today that I could one more time tell my dad, Dad, I love you. I thank you, Dad, for being such a wonderful dad. My dad, Brother Zach, was one of the hardest working men that I've ever known in my life. And he did it to take care of my mom and me and my four brothers simply because he loved us so much. My dad wasn't a flashy man like Pastor Zach. If he had on a pair of bib overhauls and a ball cap, I call it a ball cap, to him he was dressed up. My brothers soon learned why dad wore that old bill cap. We ever got out of line, Pastor Val, he'd grab us with one hand, grab that hat off of his head with the other, and <laughs> taught us how to be good. Anybody know what I'm talking about out there? And as far as fancy food, that was not his interest. You give him some cornbread, beans, and some bacon, he was happy. In fact, seven days a week, that could be my dad's menu. But again, he worked hard all his life, and he loved, and he provided for his family. I remember the last few months of my dad's life, it wasn't too pleasant. His body was overtaken by bone cancer, stomach cancer, lung cancer. He was suffering terrible pain night and day. Pain, pain, pain. I remember one Saturday evening, I had visited with him earlier in the day. I was lying in bed and I was thinking about my dad. Finally, not being able to take it any longer, I got up. I remember it was about 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning. I went across town 
I went into Dad's room. He was more or less in a semi-conscious condition. I began to cry and pray for my dad. I said, Dad, I just want you to know how much I love you. I just want to thank you for all the sacrifices that you've made over the years for Mom and the boys, for working so hard, for providing for us everything we needed. I didn't tell him thanks for everything I wanted because he wasn't capable of giving me everything I wanted, but he gave me everything I needed. And then I said, Dad, I'm so sorry you're in so much pain and I'm sorry you're suffering so much. I'd pray for a while and then I would cry for a while. And then finally I said this, Dad, I just want you to know you're the best dad a boy could ever have. And then I left. And just a few days later, Dad died. Again, how I would love to tell him today, I love you, Dad. I appreciate you, Dad. I thank you, Dad. But I can't. But you know, I, I have a heavenly father that is with me today. I said, I have a heavenly father that's in my presence and in your presence right now. And oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he takes care of me. Oh, how he provides for me. And the same for you. I just want to tell my heavenly father today, on this Father's Day, June 19th, 2022. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, I love you. I want to tell him because of you, life is worth living. Yes, sir. Yes. Because of you, I can face tomorrow. Yes, sir. Because of you, Jesus, I have peace and joy within. Yeah, Anybody yeah. in this place this morning, you can raise your hand and say, I have peace and joy within because of my heavenly Father. Yes, if you sir. can't raise your hand, let me tell you that peace and that joy is available in this place this yes, morning sir. because yes, the sir. heavenly Father is here and he loves you so much. Oh, though I'm living in a world that is full of trouble and sorrow, even though I'm living in a world full of evil and cor corruption, I have hope. Anybody got hope today? Yes, sir. Come on, man. Let me see your hand if you have hope. I've got it. Yeah. I am safe and secure in the hands of my Heavenly Father. You know what I'm really thankful for this morning? You know what I really appreciate? about my heavenly father he's so kind and he's so merciful has he been kind to anybody out there has he been merciful to anybody out there and he's here right now to do anything that needs to be done in any life that is present right now let me say that again our heavenly father is present right now to do anything in anybody's life right now. 
you think about that for a moment. You may have come here this morning so troubled and disturbed. You might have woke up this morning thinking about the same problem you worried about until you fell asleep last night. You may be experiencing pain in your body. Your spirit might be troubled. But I'm here to tell everybody under the sound of my voice, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father is in this place right now to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above that we might even ask That's or think. Right. That's right. Or to the sick and afflicted. He's here to heal. For he is a healer. Isaiah 53, 5 prophesied. But he, speaking of Jesus, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Uh -huh. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. On this Father's Day, the Heavenly Father has healing, not only for us fathers that are here today celebrating Father's Day, but for all, healing is available yes, sir. this morning. Yes, sir. Whether it be physical, are spiritual, mental, or emotional, financial. It does not matter what the need is today. My God is able to supply every need. Don't you sit there today and think that Jesus Christ doesn't care about you. Oh, yeah, he's got something special for the person that's sitting in front of me or the one that's behind me or the one next to me. Don't you dare believe that. He loves you as much as he loves anybody. Oh, but you don't know what I did last night, Bishop. I don't care what you did last night. Jesus doesn't care what you did last night. He's here to forgive you and to make your life over anew. I think it would be wonderful he would just baptize every one of us with his glorious spirit in this place this morning. Yes, you know why our Heavenly Father can heal us today? Because he purchased that right. He purchased that ability because he suffered and he endured pain and agony and torture and sorrow. I told my dad, I'm repeating now, but I told my dad, I'm sorry for your suffering. I'm sorry for your pain and the torment of your pain. I want to ask this congregation this morning, when's the last time we've told our Heavenly Father, Jesus, I'm sorry for the pain and suffering that you had to endure the humiliation that you went through. Spit upon, his beard plucked. 39 stripes, ripping away at his back. The flesh so torn, it was almost falling to the ground. A crown of thorns that some angry soldiers shoved into his head. Blood streaming down his face. Jesus, I'm sorry for the suffering you had to go through, but I'm glad you did it. Anybody glad he did it? But it didn't end there. After all the cruel treatment, after all the suffering and the pain that he had endured, 
Then they take him and they place him on a cross and they take spikes and they drive it through his hands and they drive it through his feet. And then some angry soldiers pick up this cross and throw it into the hole. And there hangs suspended between heaven and earth. Jesus Christ purchased our salvation. Yes, Lord. There Jesus shed his blood and gave his life that you and I might have life and that more abundantly. That you and I might have eternal life. And then I mentioned a while ago one of the greatest things that Jesus Christ does for us is forgiveness. And when he died on that cross, he did it so I could find forgiveness of my sins. For the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. But because of what our Heavenly Father did on that cross, we all have the opportunity of going to heaven one of these days. Is there anybody thrilled about that possibility? Is there anybody thankful for that possibility? If you're thrilled and you're thankful, why don't you take a little time and thank the one that has made it all possible in all of our lives? Oh, what a Savior! Oh, what a Jesus! Oh, what a friend we have in Him! Oh, somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But in order for us to go to heaven, we must obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. You might ask this morning, what is the gospel? The gospel of Jesus Christ, according to my thinking, is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you and I, if we will experience the gospel, if we will experience his death, and we experience his death by repenting of our sins, we die out to sin. Oh, my God. Anybody glad that you can die out to sin? Anybody glad this morning that old heavy load of sin is not weighing you down? Anybody glad that you can walk through those doors this morning with joy and thanksgiving in your heart with the intention, I have come to praise my heavenly Father because he has done, oh, he has done so much for me. So we experience his death by repenting. Then we experience his burial by being baptized in his beautiful name for the remission of our sins. And then this, all this is glorious. Then we experience his resurrection by being filled with his glorious spirit. Amen. We rise in newness of life. I'm just looking at some faces right now. I just want to tell you, sir, that newness of life is for you. This is not a fairy tale. Pastor Zach, as you were prophesying earlier, the thought came to me, some are probably sitting here, and that's nothing more than just a fairy tale. That's just something he's saying to stir us. 
But I got news for y'all. Everything that man prophesied, it's going to come to pass because it's our Father's will to take care of his people. It is the Father's will to give us what we have need of. My wife, just recently, we have talked about the conditions of the world and how we can handle what we're going to face in the near future. And she said, God's going to take care of us. During the ten plagues that destroyed Egypt and the Egyptians, you know God's people were just a short distance away, but God took care of them. My wife believes with all of her heart, we're not going to change what's going to take place, but God's going to protect us from what takes place. If you're thankful for that this morning, you ought to lift your hands, not just for a second, not just for 10 seconds, but for a little while and let God know, I'm really thankful, God. I'm under your protection. Do you know we are covered from the storm? I'm not a farmer. I'd starve if I had to be a farmer. <laughs> but I do remember being at my grandma and grandpa's house many years ago, and a storm would begin to stir. And the wind began to blow, and before long, sticks were blowing in the air, and dust, and then a few drops. And before long, it was a downpour. I watched that old mother hen. She spread those wings. Wind was blowing. She didn't worry about the debris that was going to hit her. She spread those wings, and those baby chicks got under those wings, and she put them down, and they were safe from the storm. I want to tell you, the Heavenly Father, he has his arms spread today. The wind's already blowing. Some debris is always almost hitting us. But just get under those arms and let him close them on you and let him take care of you this morning. Anybody know he can do it? Oh, thank you, God, for the beautiful experience of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus being in our lives, that's what being filled with the Spirit of God's all about. And it's not only beautiful, it's glorious. The Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. She hadn't done this yet, but I'm about to come to a close. And as I close, I'm going to give everyone the opportunity for you, for you to come to your heavenly Father and give whatever you need today. If you remember a few minutes ago, I made the statement, Jesus is here to do anything that needs to be done in any life as we stand together.